Hello, and welcome to episode 429 of Awards Daily's Water Cooler Podcast. I'm your host, Clarence Moy, and I'm joined by the other two M's. So, M's, let's go around the cooler and tell the listeners who you are and where they can find you on the internet. Joey, we'll start with you this week. Hi, I'm Joey Moser. You can find me on Twitter at I must have AG Meg. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Joey Moser83. Megan? We should have just switched it, and I would have been like, Joey Moser83. Uh, hi, I'm Megan McLaughlin. You can find me on Twitter at Hey Dude Meg. And again, I'm Clarence Moy. You can find me on Twitter slash X at Clarence Moy. I can never call it X. Find me <laughs> on X. I refuse to call it X. I, I do too. I think I haven't seen anyone thing. in the wild call it X. Like, <laughs> I mean, he has a cease and desist. That's what I don't understand. It's he still can't oh, he call does. it X. Yeah, because uh, like Facebook like owns it or something. There you go. So how are you guys? Yeah, I am you? good. How are you? Very good. I am smiling on the outside. <laughs> I um, watched a really funny, fun, well, I don't know if it's funny. I watched a really fun movie to watch over the weekend because um, I've been watching, I've been trying to follow along with How Did This Get Made's movies with mm-hmm. for their podcast, and they did a tour recently, and one of the first ones on the tour was the movie Switch from Blake Edwards starring uh-huh. Ellen Barkin. Do you remember this film? It's I do. From, yeah, it's yeah. from 1991. You probably saw the uh, poster at your local video store where it's like a gun, a barrel of a gun. Or like oh, a gun. I totally and remember. She's like poster. hanging. She's hanging off of it with like her like a, wearing like a man's suit with like the pants hanging down. But it's yes. um, it is wild because it's uh, she plays this. Well, she, it starts out with this like womanizer who uh, these three women set out to murder him because he's promiscuous with them and but he comes back as a woman and ellen barkin is playing the woman the man you know the the woman as him and um she is so fantastic in this movie she's like the physical comedy is amazing and it's just a bonkers bonkers film i would love for you guys to see it i don't want to spoil too much i feel like i've spoiled so much already but um, it was really fun. Like Jimmy Smith's is in it and Catherine Keener, um, Tay Leone's first movie. It's just, it was a lot of fun to watch. And even though it was like, oh, you know, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a perf, you know, like a Oscar or anything like that, but it was just fun to watch something from 1991 that I kept thinking, this feels like it's from 1980s. It's, it's such huh. a weird film, but, is uh, it, is it, it streaming on something? So I, what I did was I took a, a tr- trial of uh, like Cinemax or something. I think it's on there. Oh. And then I just canceled the trial. Sorry, Cinemax. Yee, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe there's such a, there's still such a thing as Cinemax. Um, I know. Or it was something like, I can't remember what the trial was. I thought it was Cinemax, but, um, but yeah, it was, I feel like both of you would get a kick out of it. I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I've seen this. I mean, you know, I, I watched everything back then. Um, but that was the problem with Blake Edwards' latest movies. He never moved on from that early 80s kind of, um, you know, the, the, the hot films he had in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, all of his films just felt sort of redundant of that earlier era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess um, he does do a lot of playing with gender roles and stuff, thinking about Victor Victoria and yep. um, stuff like that. But uh, it's there's a lot of problematic things that happen in this movie. 
Oh, you should go um, if you're interested in in the late season uh, uh, oeuvre of Blake Edwards. You should see Blind Date, the movie that made <laughs> Kim Basinger a household name. Oh, uh-huh. really? Yeah, because um, she has this. I think she's got this medical condition um, where if she gets drunk, she goes completely insane. <laughs> Oh, now I do need to. Oh, I love that it's a TriStar Pictures. And it's well now Bruce I want to. Ru- are you going? Marquette. Are you going to watch this movie? Can I ruin something for you? That is no, please. Go it, ahead. Okay, Joey, is that okay? Or can no. I ruin something? Or you want to watch I, it? I don't care. <laughs> okay. Well, like so, she's you know she tells everybody that she's this guy's sister. Her name's Amanda. Get it? Oh, and um, <laughs> her best friend is Jimmy. Well, his his best friend's Jimmy Smith. And like Jimmy Smith is always like, he's like, oh, I really want to fuck you. Like, you know, you're hot. Well, like, so they go to, they are both drunk and sleeping in the same bed together. And she wakes up and she discovers that like Jimmy Smith doesn't have any pants on. And she's like, wait a minute, what happened? And he's like, well, we made love. She's like, you raped me. (laughs) And so, yeah, terrible. I shouldn't be laughing at it. But she's like, you fucking raped me and you're a rapist. And, um, and then she gets pregnant from that and has a baby. <laughs> it's wild. It is a wild S- film. Slightly problematic. Oh, yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> anyway, well, you should see Blind Date because if yeah, my memory of that is, uh, is equally, I think it's equally problematic because it was basically like, oh, she's drunk and crazy. You can do whatever you want with her. Oh God, that would seem to be a theme of the eighties that I really hated. Like sixteen candles did that. Yes, I was having that conversation with somebody mm-hmm. today. Sixteen candles, where it's like Anthony Michael Hall is the hero because he gets the girl drunk and he makes out with her while she's drunk, and it's totally right. cool and oh, fine. God. Oh God! And even like oh, Jake God. Jake Ryan says, like, go ahead, have your way with her. It's like, whoa, awful. That's that's a whole podcast on its own on its own. Yeah, that is true. Oh, um, there was something else. Like I, I, I watched I watched a lot of television this weekend, but I don't think I can talk about anything that I've watched because they're all screeners. So I just basically did a cock tease for the whole audience. I apologize. Uh, well, I watched something else too that was uh, I had some time this weekend that I just kind of vegged out because I was really busy last week during the week, but I watched. Uh, the 2015 film Sleeping with Other People. Do you remember this film? Oh, uh, yeah. I love that movie. With Alison Brie and Jason Sudeikis. I like that and, a lot. And I had seen it, like, probably shortly after it came out, and I was like, I really want to rewatch it, and I really like that movie, and I feel like it's not talked about enough that, for one thing, they have amazing chemistry, and uh, this was, like, pre, obviously pre-Ted Lasso, but he's so good in it. She's, like, it's got a great cast. Um, I think it's is it Leslie Headland who directed and wrote it? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a really, a really fun movie. I, I like how she, she said that it was like sleepless in Seattle for assholes is how she pitched it at Sundance, uh, which I think was a big hit at Sundance 2015. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Like revisiting that one too. Very nice. Um, we'll have to talk about offline. The, uh, the one thing that I did finish. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, anyway. Uh, so this week we are here to talk about the fall because now 
the fall, sort of the beginning of the fall season is, is I think, marked by Starbucks because now pumpkin spice <gasps> latte is now commonly available in Starbucks. So now we can say it's fall. And pretty soon um, by this weekend, Target will have all the Halloween stuff in there. So, you know, hmm. here we go. It's it's fall time. Uh, and of course, this week marks the um, start of the 2023 fall movie festival season, which will begin with Venice and then continue into Telluride. Um, over Labor Day weekend. So what we wanted to do today was to list out our most anticipated films of the fall slash early winter season. And um, and then, of course, we'll wrap with the flash forward to the media we're most anticipating in the upcoming week. You guys ready? You have some some movies in, uh, in your mind? Yes. Yeah. And we'll probably, maybe next week, um, maybe we'll look at uh, TV that's coming out um, this year, uh, this fall. Um, if you're interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I'll start uncharacteristically um, with a, a title that I, I'm pretty sure it's probably not going to be a great, it's not going to be an Oscar winning film or anything like that, but um, a haunting in Venice has oh been God, advertised yes. quite a bit on television. And um, I'm really excited to see this because I do like Kenneth Branagh's take on Hercule Poirot and uh, the Agatha Christie stories. And I'm most interested in this one. I'm more interested in this one because I don't know the ending going into it. Like with his other two, Murder on the Orient Express and uh, Death on the Nile, I knew who the killer was because I'd read the books. Um, but this one, I don't know anything about this book. It's, 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 I don't know if it's lesser known Agatha Christie work or whatever, but um, I'm also intrigued because he's cast both Michelle Yeoh and Tina Fey. And that just feels like a wildly different movie to me. So uh, <laughs> September 15th, A Haunting in Venice. Joey, uh, you said yes. So are you looking forward to this one as well? Yeah, like, so this is what, his third one. And yes. I like, I've only seen Orient Express and I fell asleep during Death of the Nine because I started it very late. Um, and I like them in a general sense. So I'm excited. I think this one looks really great compared to the other two. I don't know. Um, but I too am super excited about Tina Fey, even though I'm very vocal with thinking that I do not necessarily like her in dramatic stuff. Um, yeah. but I think she, I don't know. She looks good. Michelle Yeoh, Kelly Riley. Um, you know, there's a there's a uh, there's always one hot man in a suit. Let's see, it's this time, it's uh, Jamie Dornan is in it. Uh, so yeah, sure, I'm down. <laughs> the the trailers. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. If you haven't, it, you should definitely put it on your list. The trailers and the way it's edited and the cinematography all remind me of one of his very first films, which 1991's Dead Again with uh, oh, yeah. Emma Thompson. Oh. Um, and if he's tapping into that vein again, I am 100% here for it. Because that is a yeah. brilliant, fantastic film. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I it's so that. good. It is. I mean, I haven't seen it in probably 30 years, but it is so, so good, what I remember. Uh, Joey, what's one of your uh, most anticipated films? Oh, so many. Uh, let's see. Um Something that got teased actually today uh, is Saltburn. I have really no idea what it's about. I just know it's Barry Keegan 
taking off his pants in a wheat field. <laughs> and I didn't realize that that is everything. I saw like that thing on a loop. It was, it was like, you know, a gif of it because, you know, immediately a million homosexuals uh, captured it and, you know, were tweeting it out. And I had like two windows open on my laptop when I was at work. And I saw, I was focused on one window, but the other window sort of like out of focus from my brain was uh, Barry Keegan just like taking his pants off in a field and it burrowed as if it wasn't there already. It burrowed deep in my brain. I was like, this looks hot. I don't even know what it's about. I just know it's something about obsession. Uh, it's about he becomes obsessed with like this really, um, you know, affluent, well-off family. Um, but I think the cat, I didn't realize, you know, who all is in the cast. I mean, it's like Rosamund Pike, Barry Keegan, Jacob Elordi, Carrie Mulligan. Um, uh, oh God, Lolly Adifope. Um, you know, some, some people that I normally really, really, Richard E. Grant is in it. He plays somebody named Sir James. I don't know what that means, but I'm, I'm, I'm down. Um, directed by Emerald Fennell. So, I mean, yeah. That's this it. is this opens <laughs> this it's also on my list. This opens nationally on uh, around Thanksgiving um, yeah. on November 24th and but it what is a feast. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it is um premiering um at the Telluride Film Festival. Of course Telluride it? doesn't it yes, uh Telluride doesn't announce its lineup until the day before the festival, so it will announce it on Wednesday, but this has been a <clears throat> The internet, film, Twitter sleuths have determined that it is going to be there. Um, yeah. Nearly everyone who does a prediction has it in there. And uh, I think it's because it's, it's the it's language else, about... Yeah. yeah, it's nowhere else. And then there's a language about it's international premiere or it's is somewhere else. So they're saying that means wow. it's got... I don't know. Anyway, um, so it's sort of a badly kept secret, but it, it, it should be a Telluride. I'm, <laughs> so, this is my most anticipated Telluride film. Because you see it at Telluride, I need you to, all I need to hear from you when you see it is on a scale of like one to five clutch purses, like how gay is it? <laughs> well, it's supposed to, to be reminiscent of Talented Mr. Ripley, which immediately oh, God. made me think. That gives me such I'm, a boner. Just knowing that, like, I'm looking, I think that's probably like, that's one of my favorite, like chic, sophisticated movies. I'm still currently looking or a piece of like artwork or a mini poster of the talented Mr. Ripley. That's not the actual poster from, you know, uh, the Mangala movie for my media room. And I haven't found something that I feel like satisfies the, what I want. So if that's what is, yeah, the artistic pure faggotry of that, like dear <laughs> God, if that's what is leaning into and Barry Keegan takes off his pants in a wheat field. Yes. <laughs> Don't you think that was probably filmed for um gays? No, that was just filmed <laughs> for the the teaser. Anyway, um before we go to you Megan, I do want to make a an announcement um that it's it's like 2 hours old at this point, but um <laughs> it is a shocking announcement that I don't know if you guys are ready for. So I know uh, here this it is. announcement. I know what you're going to say. What? The idol has been canceled at HBO. Yes. Oh yeah. Thank God. Uh, we will not get to see the famed what was so horrible about that sixth episode that they refused to air it. Ah, you're right. We will never I know. Wanted to, I wanted to tweet and be like, good night, dear prince. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, television show that forever killed my interest in listening to any of The weekend's music. <laughs> I just I can't. I think it did that for a lot of people, actually. I think so, too. Oh, I, I, yeah. I just, 
I can't listen to that music and not think about his just incredibly creepy presence in that pilot episode. And how bad he is. Like, he's just not good. No, not at all. Okay. Um, Megan, give us one of your uh, most anticipated titles. So this is one I've seen, but I'm really excited to see how people react to it. Um, it was, it's fair play and it played at, um, Sundance this past year. And, um, it's coming to limited uh, theaters on September September 29th, and it's on Netflix October October 13th. I can't talk tonight. I'm sorry. Um, and I this was a film that I was kind of like, okay, I knew that people were making a big deal about it before I watched it, and I was really blown away by it. It kind of reminded me of like a Fatal Attraction like throwback, um, you, you know, those 90s films about couples and the sexual politics. And um, it's really interesting. And and um, Phoebe uh, Dynever and Alden Ehrenreich are really great at it. And um, and also it's it's from uh, writer director Chloe Dumont. And um, it's it's really it's just really well done. So I'm really excited for both of you guys to see it and for and the conversation to start about it because I think it's it's uh, it's just really good. Uh, tell us the title again. Fair play. Oh, yes. Okay. Got it. Excellent. Um, Well, I'll go ahead and just uh, get to the big one on my list, which is my most anticipated film probably of the entire year, uh, which is Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon, which I just adored the trailer i mean it's 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 an easy get for me but i think the the visuals the story i've read the book the um and the performances look amazing it's just all top notch i'm part of my soul is holding out one percent hope that it does end up actually going to the telluride film festival which many people have told me not but i'm i am in i am notoriously uh uh one to ignore um the truth. And uh, I will go back to the time that my mother told me three times, uh, probably at the ages of nine, 12 and 13, that there was no Santa Claus. And that, <laughs> but I refused to believe her. <laughs> and so I kept asking and, and they were like, my mom would always talk about the fact that we always thought that you were just being really cute and funny. And then all of a sudden I realized, no, you, you, uh, you were uh, really, you know, polar expressing it up there. That's so cute. Yeah. Um, but uh, so it's probably not going to be a Telluride is basically what I'm getting at. Um, but uh, it opens limited release on October the 6th, uh, 10 October the 20th wide, and then it will be on Apple at some point. So uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Of course, that has Leo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, Lily Gladstone. Um, and a mutual friend of ours has seen it and said that it contains one performance that is so terrible that it almost ruined the film. And I will let you all figure out who that is. I will not say it on this podcast. Oh, I just already ruined it. (laughs) Is it the right that I guess, right? I didn't hear what you said. I said Jalal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, 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 not the person. No, I thought you were going to guess who the performance was. Um, oh no! I was guessing who the person said. We have uh, a mutual friend who's seen it. Yes. Uh, okay, anyway, got it. I will mention it offline. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, one word, and I want you to say yes or no. Okay. Oh, and you can, you can, you can also decline to answer me. Okay. Also. Blubbering. 
Yes. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Got it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Joey, we'll jump to you. Um, I really want to see Dick's the music. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I, I don't know. It's like, I think the guys who wrote it and star in it are gay. I think they are. I don't know. Um, if you would tell me that it's a movie starring those two people that I don't know who they are that may not be gay, plus Nathan Lane in an original movie musical and Megan Mullally in an original movie musical, um, and that's also just called Dicks the Musical. I, I think Bowen Yang plays God or something, which makes me roll my eyes a little bit, but... Um, I don't know. I thought the trailer tickled me pink. I'm trying to see it at TIFF, but I feel like everyone is trying to see that movie at TIFF, so we'll see how crazy I go if I if I don't get to see it. But yeah, I don't know. Dicks. It's not based on a real musical, is it? No, I, I think, think it is. Is it a real musical or is it based on... I think it's based on... No. A musical. I also think like now every year we need to get Riz Ahmed to say dicks at every awards you know, nomination announcement. Um, Dick's the musical is an upcoming musical comedy based on the off-Broadway musical fucking identical twins. <laughs> yeah, that one. So it's them it. and uh yeah, so sure. Could it be really stupid? Yes. Should I maybe have an edible before I see it? Absolutely. Um <laughs> but uh have you ever even yeah. taken an edible? <laughs> no, but I think it's a really good time for me to start. So I mean <laughs> I know you. You're so straight laced. Well, I was going to really say straight. No. <laughs> when it comes to drugs, you are very straight. Have you ever had pot, Joey? No, actually, I've not. I had a what? mild. See? I had a mild Adderall addiction in college, but <laughs> what? It was, it was okay, like two. It was. It was like two days. I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very mild. Yeah. I said mild. mild. <laughs> I I remember the. Let's see. I had a. I had like two cigarettes. Until I hit like 30. And then I, I don't remember how old it was. Then I had a friend of mine, um, her husband had uh, a pot addiction and made some edible brownies or some made some brownies, pot brownies essentially, um, but put a lot in there. And I remember eating, I did, I ate them twice. Once we were at dinner, I probably told you both the story. So just humor me. We were at dinner. And I could tell you the exact moment at which it uh, it hit because I could not stop laughing. Everything oh a- a- that happened around me, I I I could, I'm laughing so hard that I couldn't breathe, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to see. Oh God! Then we went to see uh, um, uh, Evan Rachel Wood's father, who is a local ce- oh, theater no. celebrity here, um, do on Golden Pond. And he oh, was the Henry I Fonda you, I feel like you part. told me all about that. Yeah, but he played the Henry Fonda part as a wild and crazy, wacky dude. Wow. Um, it was no. bad, but I loved it. I laughed. In fact, we left at intermission. We were laughing so hard. Was it supposed to be funny? I don't know. I still don't know to this day. But it's, that, yeah. it, it's... It's the weird. kind of thing where the Playbill had a picture of him and he had one of those like floppy Gilligan's hats. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, like, no. Yeah. And he's got like a fishing pole and he's looking like crazily askew off to the right. And it's, it's just, it, it, 
No, it was not good. The second time I did that, um, I was like, I can't, I'm only going to eat a little bit of this. And I ate like half a brownie <laughs> and I, I made it through dinner and we were going to see him. Um, he had directed a state, a, a stage production of Florence Foster Jenkins. <laughs> oh. Um, and, uh, we were walking from the restaurant to the theater and I have no memory to this day of that walk. It was like a three mile walk and I have no idea. Wait, is it always with Evan Rachel Wood's dad that you get high? Uh, yeah, because I can't sit through. I mean, this guy's a this this it, this it, Evan Rachel Wood's dad is just a lot, and a lot of people love him, and that's great. But um, I can't stand him because I find him to be hammy and uh, way over the top. Oh, I had no idea that she had a dad who acted. I guess I'm. Uh, oh yeah, stupid. he he wrote and directed a version of A Christmas Carol, a musical that he has run here for like fifty years. Um. Is but it's Ira. Yes. Ira David Wood. Love and her. he, um, it's anachronistic. So one year no. the, um, the ghosts of Christmas future played, um, Oh God, what's that show with the guy that had OCD that had the suitcases, the game show with the suitcases where you open oh, the, the suitcases. The, uh, oh, Oh, um, um, I know what you mean. Howie Mandel. Yeah. Yeah, Howie Mandel's game show with the suitcases. Um, that was what the Ghost of Christmas Future did, was to have this. Or like he would say something about, the, like Scrooge would make some reference to Miss Britney Spears. Oh and it, my gosh. And like, you know, the, the slack-jawed yokels in the audience would just like guffaw over this, and I'm sitting there like pissed <laughs> I made my wife really mad because she really wanted to go because she'd heard so much about it and she loves a Christmas Carol. And I was such an asshole through the whole thing because, you know, it was, it was way above my tastes uh, um, or way below my tastes, I should say, that uh, she refused to ever go anywhere with me again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Wow, that was a massive tangent. I apologize. I enjoyed um, that tangent. I had no <laughs> idea. I learned a lot about you, about Evan Rachel Wood. Well, you can't say you don't learn something from this podcast. Um, whose turn is it? I think, Megan, it's yours. Um, yes. So I'm really excited. I think my number one film of the year that I'm really excited for, having no idea what it was about until I just saw the trailer. And I know, Clarence, I think you felt the same way, is Anatomy of a Fall. Oh, uh, I, uh, you know, I love a good uh, crime story and, and this one looks like it's really interesting. And actually, uh, I was listening to the Oscar podcast, or the Oscar, all that in the Oscars too. And um, Sasha really broke it down well, where she was saying how it has like a like a who done it with a woman who you know it's a unreliable narrator, like an unreliable perspective. Like I'm in, and I I agree with everything she said. I thought, yeah, that's how I feel about it too. It's uh, it just looks really. Uh, yeah, it looks really interesting, and, and the trailer's really good. I've seen that trailer like 18 times. Yeah, me too, <laughs> so I feel good. like. I'm so excited for that. I am as well. That is also, it opens in limited release on the 13th of October, but it uh, it's supposed to pr play at Telluride as well. Yeah. That, and um, The Zone of Interest, which yes, also stars which, uh, Sandra uh, Hula. Yes. Hula. Which I'm, zone of interest is, what did Sasha call it? The banal, what is it? The banality of evil or something? The banality something of evil, what, yeah. Yeah, which <laughs> Yeah, I it's thought, about the yeah. banality of evil. <laughs> because it's it's just a, isn't it like, kind of like a family drama, but right outside their 
their home is like concentration Aus- camps, it's right? Auschwitz. They live yeah. right yeah. in front of Auschwitz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know too much going into it, but that sounds chilling. Yeah, I'm supposed. Well, hopefully, if everything goes right, I'm gonna see those two movies back to back on my first day of TIFF. Ooh. So, and then I'll finish it hopefully with Dicks the musical. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> what a lineup! Yeah, yeah. Tiff. Yeah. So it's just like you know, murder mystery, the Holocaust, cock. That's what. Yep. The Joey Moser Film Festival, everyone. Um, <laughs> probably my third most into. I don't know why I'm ranking these things. Nobody cares. Uh, another uh, hugely anticipated film this year is, uh, for me, is David Fincher's The Killer, which mm-hmm. I think drops in theaters around the 10th of November and then will eventually make itself to Netflix. But it stars uh, Michael Fassbender as an assassin and who's going through, I think he's having some kind of crisis, midlife crisis or something, um, some sort of crisis of conscience or something like that. Um, but it's, it's Fincher, it's Fassbender. There's other people in it, which I'm sure are very great too, but those two, um, are more than enough to make me, uh, very excited to see this movie. So, uh, the killer, it's great to see him get back into, um, kind of a seven or fight clubby kind of mold, which is what this Mm -hmm. looks like. It's also kind of, Good to see Michael Fassbender doing stuff again. I was thinking about how he, you know, had a hot streak there with like shame and um, 12 years a slave. And, and then he did like uh, Assassin's Creed and uh, Snowman. All those X-Men movies. Yeah. It was just kind of like, what happened? And uh, now he's got this and next goal wins coming out. So I feel like he's back, baby. Yes. I was trying to see what else he's been in. The last thing he did was was um, Dark Phoenix. And so, like, before that, it was, like, Dark Phoenix, Snowman. He did that alien movie. Um, the last, oh, I right. Think, he was he the did like a, yeah, android. Yeah. He was in, like, that uh, Terrence Malick movie that nobody saw. Um, the one with Natalie Portman. Um, uh, song, song to Song. Um, and then he, I think before that he was in, uh, the fucking, God, the light between oceans. Well, his last, his last big deal was Steve jobs back in 2015. Oh my God. It's been that long. Yeah. Almost 10 years. Yeah. That Assassin's Creed money. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Joey. Um, so I am really kind of a little bit of a cheat, but I don't care. Um, Coleman Domingo has two movies coming out this year. Uh, One that is a trailer just dropped today. It's a Netflix film called uh, Rustin, where he plays Bayard Rustin, who was the openly gay, um, I I, I guess for lack of a better word, um, activist and friend to Martin Luther King. Um, that's directed by George C. Walt, who did um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And then he's in another movie coming out that I'm going to miss at TIFF, and I'm really, really mad. Um, it's called uh, Sing Sing, uh, which he plays. It's like a theater troupe 
of incarcerated men who use like staging a play uh to you know help them with a lot of you know bullshit crap that they have to go through uh it's like him and it's also uh paul racy from sound of metal oh i love him um so that is there first i was like going through my schedule today at tiff and i was just like oh wow rustin and sing sing are both having their premieres on the first monday morning of tiff how am i gonna make how am i gonna like decide between these two movies and then i was just like I realized that I was leaving on Sunday night and I flipped out. <laughs> I can't like, I can't like move it or anything like that. So I was really, really pissed at myself. So I guess I'll see those in theaters like a stupid bitch. Uh, Joey, I mean, Megan, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I just, that rant was so like, I kind of reached a fever pitch and then crickets. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking forward to The Iron Claw, which is coming out December 22nd. It's Sean Durkin's uh, latest film. Um, he uh, From, you know, Martha Marcy, Mae Marlene, and The Nest fame. And it's about um, the Von Erich wrestling dynasty. And I am here for this with, like, between Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen White. Uh, I just think, as a huge wrestling fan growing up, I'm really excited to see uh i mean i also love the wrestler the movie um one of my favorites um from uh darren aronofsky so uh yeah i think it sounds really it sounds really great i've seen that the picture from that because yeah. I think they're they're all sit they're all like wearing cutoff jeans and sitting on like a yes. fence or something like yes that. yeah um yeah that went that made the rounds um i'm gonna take a break from the festival stuff and i'm gonna say one of the things that i am kind of looking forward to is um the film adaptation of the video game five nights at freddy's oh um, which is coming from bloom house and uh I, I there's like this whole mythology that my son has been telling me about and he's dying to see this as well about the five nights at freddy's and essentially it's like a chunky cheese but some children died um, and their souls are trapped inside the, the animatronics. It's not actually a Chuck E. Cheese, it's Freddy's, but you know, you get the whole, the whole thing. Right. And they come alive and kill people. Um, as, as one does. As one does. And uh, that just, the trailer looks weird and kind of crazy. Um, and I don't know. It's just it, it's it just strikes me as one of those things that is perfect for um, like a a palate cleanser in the middle of festival season. Yeah, that sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, it's got uh, Josh Hutcherson of Hunger Games fame and Matthew Lilliard of uh, Scream fame. Oh, and uh, Mary Stuart Masterson of what did she do? Fried green tomatoes? No, no. Uh, oh no, this is uh, some kind of wonderful. Yeah, she also I think did. Fried she green was tomatoes. In, yeah, she was in Fire yeah. Tomatoes too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Five Nights at Freddy's, and that comes out October the twenty seventh, just in time for Halloween. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Joey. Uh, I really okay. I'm not going to apologize for wanting to <laughs> for wanting to see the new Exorcist movie. Oh, yes, you should. Okay, well, I want to see it. It looks good. 
I don't care. I like the exercise. I like Wednesday Adam Jr. Um, I don't think I have anything to say. I'm not like throwing up pea suit and excitement, but you know, I'm excited. I don't know. Why not? Why not? The trailer does look atmospheric and creepy, and uh, I, but I have heard that the um, preview screenings have been disastrous. And. But Fuck. who knows what that means? I mean, you know, it's a horror film, right? People are always like, oh, God, it scared me. I hated it. And then like three hours later, it's like, it's the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, very good. Um, Megan. So I don't know. This is coming to be a tiff. And I don't know if it'll be coming out soon. But one that I'm looking forward to that if it does get to other festivals is Anna Kendrick's Woman of the Hour. Uh, which is based on the life of serial killer Rodney Alcala, Alcala, I'm sorry, who was on the dating game in 1978. And um, I just listened to a, like maybe it was a 2020 or a Dateline podcast about this person. And it's really wild. And so I'm interested to see, one, the story uh, unfold on in the narrative form and also to see, you know, uh, Anna Kendrick direct. So I think that's kind of interesting. And uh, Joey, are you going to be able to see that or is it not going to be there when you're there? No, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to see it. I have it. I have it tentatively worked into my schedule. Okay. Yeah. Let me know what you think of it. Cause uh, yeah, I'm really interested in that one. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like Anna Kendrick. Um, I know you are not as, always as enthusiastic about oh i like anna kendrick i just think that she like kind of gets stuck doing like she was i always think of how up in the air was such a great like role Mm -hmm. for her and such a great moment for her and i feel like she's never gotten back to that and i think she's totally capable of stuff like that we just haven't she's kind of gotten stuck in like a pitch perfect rut even though pitch perfect's a great film but um no i think she i i think she's just gotten stuck in some things but uh no, I, I, I think I really am looking forward to seeing what she does with this. She did a, a drama last year that I meant to get back to, but I never saw it. It was called Alice Darling. Um, it was her and, uh, oh God, what's her name? Um, it'll come to me. Uh, Wunmi Masaku is in it, um, where Anna Kendrick plays uh, a woman who's like trapped in an abusive relationship. And uh, she goes away with her friends. And while she's away, her friends are like trying to convince her to like, you know, like, wow, he's sort of a crazy, crazy man. He controls the shit out of you. Um, but I, I feel like that movie kind of, I remember getting a screener for it at the end of the year last year. I was like, I don't even know what this is. And then uh, I watched the trailer for it. And I, I'm wondering if maybe that's a sort of different kind of performance mm-hmm. for her. So, yeah. I will say she was also very strong in A Simple Favor. Um, oh, I liked her in A Simple Favor. Yeah. And I would love to see a sequel to that that focuses on I think on there's character. one. Oh, they're yeah, they're developing on, right? one. Yeah. 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 But, a Simpler uh, Favor. That was, a, um, that was a, a really fun movie. I still haven't seen it, but I know Joey is a huge fan. Oh, oh you should see it. It's, it's really good. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I, I know. You always see it. Oh, uh, yeah. They should have been nominated. Uh, ah. But anyway, <laughs> costumes, Joey, costumes. Um, another thing, uh, another thing that I'm really looking forward to is um, 
probably ill-advised, but uh, Ridley Scott returning to the big screen sort of period action epic Napoleon. Oh, I want to see that. I think it looks good. I don't know. It does look good. Um, and I did like, um, I you know, I did like his uh, the film that no one else did, The Last Duel. Oh, I um, love that movie. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what, uh, <clears throat> what he does with Napoleon, uh, you know, and, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Vanessa Kirby starring in it. I think they, they have a lot of chemistry just judging from the, the trailer. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, there was a news that came out today that, that, uh, Ridley Scott has a really fantastic, like four and a half hour cut of this. Oh film. my God. And I'm like, oh, maybe we should slice that up and put it out as a limited series. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, obviously, they won't release a four and a half hour film. But uh, I don't know; it'll be interesting. Um, it is uh, scheduled to be released in the U.S. on November the twenty second, and then will show up on Apple TV at some point. Uh, <laughs> but that's Napoleon, Joey. Uh, I'm really dying to see Poor Things, like really, really badly. Um, I'm really in love with the design of it. I think that Emma Stone really gets, um, I think she's a really good uh, interpreter of like the weirdness that Yorgos Lanthimos does. And I don't know, something about, again, the costumes, about the design, the cast is, I'm excited to see um, Rami Youssef. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I, I just, ever since the first, the movies that film Twitter is obsessed with, like, I feel like I will get really obsessed with this movie. And I, I don't even necessarily know what it's about, even though it's like sort of Frankenstein-y, Mary Shelley sort of thing. But I'm super, um, I don't know. I, I sort of, if it's a, it's a, if it's a combination of Emma Stone and Yorgos Lanthimos, I'll be like, okay, sure. I'm there. This is, that is my, um, that is my Leo and Scorsese <laughs> collaboration. It's becoming that um, just because and this is what there's only their second movie together. But um, I, yeah, just super sad. Please someone cut me off. <laughs> also tipped to be at uh, Telluride. Um, oh. a potential uh, director tribute to Yorgos Lanthimos. Um, <laughs> I'm going to the wrong festival. <laughs> they can't do all their tributes to actors because yeah. like, um, but yeah, I'm kind of, you know, of course I understand the need of the strike and I fully support the the writers and the um, the actors getting their fair share. Um, am I a little bit bitter that that the strike is keeping me from seeing Emma Stone in a film festival? Yes. But, uh, well, I live, of course. But I'm very excited to see this <laughs> one as well. This one's also on my list before it drops in theaters on the 8th of December, which feels like forever away. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to come out like in two weeks and then they moved out. Right, they relocated it because something moved out of that December slot. It was the uh, Jonathan Majors boxing movie. Oh, <gasps> Magazine yeah. Dreams. Awkward. R.I.P. to that movie and that campaign. <laughs> and that actor who, I unfortunately, I mean, if he didn't do anything, it's terrible. Right. But I don't think he'll ever recuperate from this. Right. Really and just goes to show you how Marvel is continued to be continues to be cursed because he is the um, main bad guy for their entire next phase. Uh, what are they going to do? I don't know. He's still in Loki too, um, and that he was supposed to continue 
But like the next uh, Avengers movie is called the Kang Dynasty, and he plays the character named Kang. Um, so wow. I, I don't know if they'll. I don't they'll know. They'll. I think they'll recast it. Yeah, they haven't started filming it yet, and the nature of that character is such that they can change, um, change their visual, change their physical appearance. So they may just write it off and, and recast wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Um. Megan, did you go? No, you haven't. Uh, no, I have. Uh, so I, this movie, just reading about it, seems really interesting. It's Sam Esmail's Leave the World Behind, mm. um, which is about, yeah, and which, who would have thought that his, like, greatest, like, uh, his muse, his newest muse is Julia Roberts, I feel like. He works with her a lot on Homecoming, and now she's in this, and she and Ethan Hawke play a couple who um, are on uh, at a Long Island vacation, like Airbnb, and then there's a blackout, and um, and it it's disrupted by this other couple, black couple uh, played by Mahershala Ali and uh, Maya Hall Harold from Industry. I love her, um, and um, it's like their place, and there's kind of like uh, I don't know some sort of struggle. I'm not sure. The power's out. It sounds really interesting. It sounds kind of like Knock at the Cabin. And um, mm-hmm. maybe less, uh, I don't know, maybe okay. more interesting than that. <laughs> Lock, Knock at the Cabin wasn't bad, but I, I was waiting for more with that one. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing this one, too, um, because I love it when Julia Roberts doesn't star in romantic comedies and she does yeah. like more edgy things. But um, if you Google the book, Leave the World Behind, like, it has really low user ratings. I'm wondering if it has like a challenging ending or something like that. Oh, interesting. Like Google, and of course, I don't know. I, I don't normally follow this, but Google users, uh, 45% of Google users who've read this book liked it. Mm. I wonder what Goodreads says. They'll probably spoil it. Yeah, be careful with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Probably the... And I'm interested in a lot of things that I, I'm not going to list here because we don't have all night. And, you know, there's probably 10 more titles I could say. Um, but the last one that I will uh, include here is May, December, which uh, stars uh, Julianne Moore and uh, Natalie Portman. Um, comes out the 17th of November uh, in theaters um, and uh, will eventually be on Netflix. But it's directed by Todd Haynes. Um, it premiered at the Cannes Film Festival, and uh, I got some good buzz. So I'm I'm excited to see it. And um, yeah, May December. I'm Joey. excited for that one too, especially since I uh, I saw Julianne Moore. She they filmed it in Savannah, and she was there. Uh, um, yeah, and I was like, oh my god, like <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> I saw her outside of the. We had a, a fire alarm went off at um, the hotel I was at and she was at the hotel across the street. And so we were both outside and I was like, ah! Isn't it? yeah, I think I called Joey right away. <laughs> you did. And I, I think I was like, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, after screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> that was like the first when, you know, festival season started heating up and they were like, what's, the first movie that's, I was like, May, December, it has to be a TIFF. It just has to be a TIFF. And they were like, it'll not be a TIFF. I feel like I got like like an article specifically personalized from Deadline. It was like, hello, Joey. We're here to tell you. 
that May December is not going to be a test. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. Um, I'm going to keep in line with gay directors since you said Todd Haynes. Um, that was going to be my last pick, but then I'm going to pivot. Um, I want to see All of Us Strangers from Andrew Haig, who directed uh, Weekend in 45 Years. Um, I didn't realize his new movie starring Andrew Scott and Paul Mescal has like a supernaturally thing either. to it. So it's it's the logline that I'm just reading for the first time. It says, screenwriter Adam, played by uh, Andrew Scott, has an encounter with his mysterious neighbor, Harry, that flips his world upside down as Adam finds himself pulled back into his childhood homes where his long-dead parents, first Claire Foy and Jamie Bell, are alive again and look just as they did when they died 30 years ago. Mm, um, Claire Foy, um, in my mind, she should have an Oscar nomination. She doesn't. Yeah. Um, I think it was based on a book, though. So I'm going to read it because I buy books about homosexuals. And then I sometimes read them. I so, think yeah. this one is also tipped to go to, to Telluride. <laughs> but maybe not. I mean, it looks like um, maybe New York Film Festival. But uh, Eric Anderson seems to think that this is going to uh, to Telluride. I think the New York Film Festival lineup is insane this year. It really is. It really is. As soon as I saw that lineup come out, I was like, I should see if I can get credentials. <laughs> and I can't because the window already closed. <laughs> Maybe you should go to that one next year. I think I should. Megan, uh, we'll close with you. I think um, one that I... I'm interested to see mostly because of the director, I would say. Well, also because of the content is Priscilla. Um, oh yeah. I do think that uh, I love that it's coming out like a year after Elvis. Um, and I think I love, I really enjoy Sofia Coppola. I think she's always like, she always has a movie that makes you think like, I don't know. She, I, I just really like her style and everything. And um yeah, I'm really interested in seeing Priscilla's side to everything. Yeah, and what's really interesting about that one is the Elvis estate has shunned it and would not allow Sofia Coppola to use any of his music. I heard um, that, yeah. And, of course, Priscilla Presley loves it because it tells things from her perspective. Yeah. But apparently um, Sofia Coppola is taking a Marie Antoinette approach to it and using music that is anachronistic to the period. Ooh, mm. I kind of like that. I do, too. Um, I'm also uh, looking forward to that one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to all the ones you guys mentioned too. By the way, I'm just trying to diversify a little bit. Excellent. It's uh, um, you know, even though we have a strike and we can't have, like, there's, there's, I don't think there is many, I don't think there's any Barbies or Oppenheimers waiting in the wings in terms of box office numbers. Um, you know, certainly ever since Dune decided to move out of 2023 into 2024. Um, but, uh, and there's a, there's, there are a lot of great movies there for people who, um, want to entertain them. Mm. Yeah. All right. Let's jump to the, uh, flash forward to the media we're most anticipating in the upcoming week. And, uh, Megan, we'll start with you. Um, so I am looking forward to the golden bachelor. I think, does it start this week? I know they're oh, revealing God, 
They're no, revealing they the don't start ladies that until the end of September. They're revealing the ladies this week. They're revealing the ladies. In- yes, I thought it was starting sooner than that, but I could be wrong. But um, but I am looking forward to finding out the ladies because they appear to have. They they don't appear to be in their early forties, late thirties, like I thought they would be. Uh, oh, it starts September twenty eighth. Okay, but I am looking forward to seeing what EW is going to do an exclusive on Wednesday. Um, and then, um, is there anything else that I'm looking forward to? Oh, I've been watching, rewatching Thirty Rock, which has been fun. Rewatching Mystery Science Theater three thousand, which has also been fun. Um. And then I've been reading, I don't think I told you this, Clarence, I'm reading Lessons in Chemistry, and I can't stop thinking about Betty Gilpin in the role, so you're absolutely right. right. But I do need to watch the screeners for that. I need to catch up on the morning show. Um, I would like to get, we have screeners for that too, I think. Um, And yeah, I think that's about it. Joey? Uh... So this doesn't sound really silly, but tomorrow. Um, so after we did the Emmy voting window, it closes like in a couple of hours and uh, for phase two. And then I was also watching movies as part of a uh, shorts film festival, Holly Shorts, where there's over 400 short films. I did not watch over 400 short films. Um, I watched maybe like 80, which is still insane. Um and I told myself, I told myself, I was like, I have tomorrow off from work. I don't have to watch anything. I don't have to do anything <laughs> that I don't want to. So I think I'm going to like take myself and go see like an early showing of Barbie. See it again. I want to see it again. And then I'm not going to like watch anything that I quote unquote have to watch. Because I don't really have to watch anything right now. <laughs> and I probably should work on my tip schedule. But it's giving me a goddamn migraine. Um, and then I'm probably going to finish. Um, I'm doing a rewatch of The Nanny, which is oh, I love The Nanny, which is I, in my opinion, still one of the greatest TV shows ever. Um, you know, you and I did get into an argument about that versus uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, if you recall, that almost ended in a brawl, brawl on this broadcast. But at this point, there are so many. Um. <laughs> um so I've been watching that. I'm on season, I think, five. Like, they're, they've they just been married. Um, so, uh, we're, you know, coming into the home stretch here. And then I have screeners to a show um, that <laughs> Clarence... Um, I should have had these queued up. But um, Clarence sent me a series of messages. You can't talk about this title, by the way. Oh, I can't? Uh, well, I'm not going to say can... anything. I can say yeah. who's in it. So um, there was a show that I heard about when I was watching um, the Carol Burnett 90th birthday, like spectacular that I did an interview for. And I'm just, I'm still trying to find it. But he basically, uh, <laughs> Clarence sent me these like, okay, he found it. So Friday at 10, 17 p.m., I get a message, Joey, all in capital letters. The next message, all in capital letters, you have failed me again for the last time. <laughs> and he said, I did not know there was an Apple TV comedy series called Palm Royale coming up for which we have screeners um, starring Kristen Wiig, Allison Janney, Laura Dern, Carol Burnett, 
Ricky Martin, Josh Lucas, and Mindy Cohen. <laughs> and then it's just um, the most random cast. It ever. is. <laughs> and um, I think we have like five episodes. I don't even really know what it's about, but I think my favorite um I think my favorite <laughs> message is Clarence is talking about how that I was just lamenting the fact that Kristen Wig hasn't done anything lately. And then in all capital letters, and the Lord hath delivered unto me a feast of gold. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, I don't really know what it's about. And that was on Friday. And I think today, Clarence is like, I watched all the screen. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we were t- already talking about like stuff in it that we can't talk about, but um, like that cast alone has something for everybody. And it could be the dumb, it could be about packing peanuts and I would still watch it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I probably you know, I wouldn't, thought, but I support you both. I I have to. You have to. Oh gosh, I can't remember. I'm, I'm going to misquote because we. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, okay. So I I watched it after I said the feast of gold comment because the funny thing was I just had this conversation with Jalal and I was lamenting the fact that remember like we were talking about how crappy basically most of the limited series have been recently like or just off not all of them are terrible clearly there's some that i thought were very good but it's not the heyday that we we had like five years ago um and i was like remember when like the Kristen wig had like those throwaway parody limited series like Hmm. you know those like overly melodramatic things and and you know nobody talked about them but they were just amazing i think she got nominated for a couple of things she did one with um, Will Ferrell, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, why can't we get those back? What is she doing? Like, the last thing that she had done was, and uh, and of course, I was talking about the, uh, I can't remember the last thing she's done. Um, On TV? Yeah, or in film. Like, what? Well, oh, Barb and Star. Star was probably the last thing. Right, that was the last thing. And I was talking about, like, you know, when my mother had passed or when she was sick, the, the, before she passed, I was watching a lot of Saturday Night Live old clips on YouTube to kind of, you know, put me in a better frame of mind and would just watch Liza Minnelli tries to turn off a lamp uh, over <laughs> and over and over and over again. And I'm like, I need more Kristen Wiig in my life. And then the next day, <laughs> there's this Palm Royale show. That's my so Apple weird. Screeners. I know. That is that's, so wow. That is, and that's why I said the Lord has delivered to me a feast of gold. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm gone though. Leslie Bibb is in it. Yes, she is. I fucking love Leslie Bibb. I do um, too. So okay, I the watched, premise, yeah, the premise says a woman works towards attaining a place in Palm Beach High Society in the process, of learning what she will and won't do to achieve it. That sounds amazing. Uh, it's um, I, again, I'm not reviewing it. After watching the pilot, I, I texted I text Joey and I said, what the fuck did I just watch? Because <laughs> I was the tone is all over the place in the pilot. It settles down um, and it becomes very addictive. Um, again, not a review. Um, but uh, I told Joey, I said, this is the last thing I'll say about it. I said, the, I said I'm on episode two. The first 10 minutes is dedicated to Allison Janney and Kristen Wiig wearing competing outfits. Literally, for 10 <laughs> minutes, they're putting on different clothes. <laughs> it's, uh, it, this, this was made for Joey Moser. It's a, I think I described it as a cross between Ugly Betty and Desperate Housewives. Oh, my gosh. 
And that's like, and then he said, um, well, I told him, I was like, that's the best endorsement you could possibly give me. And he said, also, costumes and production design. But there are lavish sequences seem to exist just to show off the costumes, to which I said, Clarence, this is inappropriate. You cannot talk dirty like this to me in the middle of the work day. <laughs> and it's funny, too, because I just finished another Apple show that I thought had great costumes and production design. Um, so I don't know. Uh, they're spending a lot of money at Apple um, these days. Anyway, but they have it to spend. Um, so Megan, you went and Joey, you went, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, film wise, I mean, I'm heading to Telluride on Wednesday. So I've, I've got my, my dance card is going to be full of movies and I've, I've got people sending me screeners for documentaries and stuff like that, that I, I hopefully will have time to watch. Um, I have something to, to admit to both of you. Oh. I have slipped. I have fallen off the band, the wagon again. And I have fallen back into Big Brother. Yes! I knew that was coming! <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my god, well, at least it's not uh, Walking Dead, I guess, right? No. You're done with not, that one. Oh my god, I will never watch another Walking That's Dead. That's still on. Um, not it, The Walking Dead, but the it's like the Fear of the Walking Dead. and then the, They've got that Daryl spinoff, oh, too, god. right? Yeah, and then there's the one with... Um, Denny in New York. It's like New York zombies. I don't know. Dead in the city. I don't know what it's called. Um, <laughs> I would love it if I saw a zombie wearing like Manola blocks. I mean, Kim Cattrall is on that one. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yes, my wife and I have been falling back into Big Brother um, after a two-year hiatus. Wow. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this week, I think I will finish Prince of Tides. <laughs> it's a very long book, guys. It's a really long book. It's a it's 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 a great book. Um, it is shocking reading a book that was written in the early '80s that so frequently uses the N word. Mm. Um, oh wow! It's, but it it's it's not in a way to and I'm not going to excuse the usage of the word, but I will say it is not one person calling another person the N-word. It is people using it as a, um, this is what the South is. This is, you know, it's it's, it's like, oh, you're just ignorant and racist and all, you only say the N-word all the time. And and so they're they're using it ironically, but I feel like even like modern authors have kind of moved away from that. Wow, that's um, interesting. But that's, I mean, that's, it's a very small part of the book. It just, it just shocked me when I was listening to it, yeah. but it's, um, what's really interesting to me and I want to go back and rewatch the movie, but, um, this is a book, uh, it's, 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 you know, well, it's a 24 hour book, but it's, it's, it's decades of this family's fraught and dramatic history. And Pat Conroy gave that book to Barbara Streisand and she made it all about herself and the character <laughs> that she plays and that character is in there for maybe a fraction of the book like five percent of the book she's in there wow. she's just she's just there as a conduit of the information and she made that entire movie about her <laughs> from what i remember i want to go back and rewatch it um at some point so um yeah and then i want to move on to another book that is coming out that will be the next um film project between Scorsese and DiCaprio, The Wager, A Tale of Shipwreck, Mutiny, and Murder. 
So. Oh, I didn't know they were. They already had something. Oh yeah, they've. Wow. Uh, they've. Uh, I think what they do is they buy the rights to books and then they decide if they want to make them because that's what they did with Devil in the White City. Um, a project I'm afraid will never get made. Um, but uh, they've already they have proclaimed that this will be their next project. So does that cover it? Yeah. Cool. All right, let's get the hell out of here. So we are the three M's contributors: Joey Moser, Megan McLaughlin, and me, Clarence Moy. Thanking you for joining us, asking you to remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. And plus, don't forget, subscribe to our YouTube channel because Joey and I will one day get back to our uh, video podcast, video review series. Oh, so you like that. Um, and uh, wishing you a very pleasant tomorrow.